talking about singleness. However, for those of you who are listening who are not single, maybe you are dating, you're engaged, or you're married, stick around because there's going to be some great content for you. But I've actually never done an episode where I've talked specifically about being single, and I wanted to do that because we've talked about relationships before, we've talked about marriage, but the season of singleness is so important. Yes. And... Um, it can also be so difficult. Yeah. So before we jump right into the content today, I had two questions for you, two quick questions. Mm-hmm. The first one is, what did you enjoy most about being single? Definitely the freedom. I mean, you, you just have so much more time on your hands. It's like, if you want to eat at Chipotle, you don't have to run that by anybody. You know what I mean? Like... You just check your bank account, and if it's good, you're good. You can you know? eat at Chipotle. I know, I know, I can do it, but I'm just saying, like, you just have so much more freedom. I think a lot of times single people don't recognize how much freedom they have, you know, until you start to get into a relationship. But, yeah, freedom, there's so much more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and more free time. Yeah. You don't have these dinners and these banquets and these lunches. Yeah. Like just these things that you have to be at. Okay. And then what did you enjoy least or what did you not enjoy about being single? Um, I mean, probably just, you know, not having someone, you know, it's, it's so awesome to have somebody to talk to, to, um, you know, you have a long day and, uh, uh, you've had a difficult conversation with somebody, you know, and you just come home and you're exhausted. And, and it's, it's awesome to have someone there that you can talk about your day with and they care about you and you care about them. So it's awesome to have someone. I feel like all the single people just got really depressed as I was <laughs> saying all of that. Well, honestly, they're like, that's me. I want somebody well, right now. I think that a myth that we tell single people because we, we err so on the side of trying to make them feel better about being single. And we should. We should talk about the great things um, about singleness. However, I think we err so much on that side that we've almost led single people to believe that being single is just as good as being married. And it's not. I mean, maybe that's my personal opinion, but my life got so much better when I got married. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, your your life, it, it just gets better my life got easier mm-hmm. well, and I, I was gonna say I feel like the I think the issue is that people don't recognize the purpose behind the season of life that they're in so I read this incredible book um, it was called single dating engaged married I can't remember the author um, but it was an incredible book and it just talked about the purpose behind each one of these seasons. And obviously, like being married is so awesome. There's so many great benefits to it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I would compare it just apples to apples with being single. I think they're totally different. Right. And they're two different the, seasons. Be, yeah. yeah. Because the, the purpose behind each one of those seasons is so different. Right. I'm just saying, I think if 
if I had to choose right now, if someone was like, hey, you can continue to be married (laughs) or you can go back to being single, I would be like, no, being married is a hundred times better. Yes, yes, so true. But I think maybe for all the single people out there, um, first things first, I feel like they need to know this, that you do not need a romantic relationship to discover your life's purpose. Right. Your journey has to begin with your maker. It has to begin with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that means for single people, it should just go God first and then a relationship second. And I think a lot of times what happens is single people become so eager to get to that second part of relationship second. Mm -hmm. And they miss out on the God first, but they romanticize in their head what it's going to be like to be in a relationship with someone, to do ministry together, or to just live life together and, and feel like you are with the person that God has for you. You romanticize that so much in your head that you actually skip the first part of that, of mm-hmm. having God being first in your life. So when you jump into a relationship where it's all fantasized and it's all romanticized and there's no real found like biblical foundation of each person and who they are at their core, then it's a recipe for disaster. And I think that's something that you and I have, we've seen Mm -hmm. in in different relationships over and over again. And if you do it backwards, it's going to take you on a really long detour. Oh, for sure. And I think so many people do it backwards. And and I think what really happens is because they don't put God first, there's this God-sized need in their heart right. that they try to place into a relationship or on another person. And I think where there's scarcity, there's desperation. And where there's desperation, there's exploitation. Here's what I mean by that. I think that when you have a source of life, you can then be a source of life. But if there's scarcity, if you don't have that God relationship, if if there's scarcity there, then there will be desperation to find a source of life. Right. And you will try to maybe find it in a relationship. And where there's desperation, then there can be exploitation of others. This means that we will then try to use someone to validate ourselves or we'll, we'll, we'll try to use someone to fill the needs that we actually have that only God can fill. And this, that scenario right there is how toxic relationships are born. Yeah. I think we should talk about some situations that you can find yourself in when you are in in a toxic relationship where you've gone from desperation to a, to exploitation um, of trying to fill that need. Because something that I say all the time is that you know I I love you, and now I love our son, but I know that neither one of you are ever going to be able to fulfill the depths of my soul, um, and that's something that only God can do. So I think when you are in a relationship where you are trying so hard to get from someone else what you can only get from God, number one, it's not only exhausting for you, but it's exhausting for that person because you've now, you have raised an impossible bar, an impossible standard Mm -hmm. for them to meet. And so all that does is it pulls out insecurity. It brings about arguments. It makes people feel like there is something missing 
in the relationship. Yeah. And I think that can lead people down the path of being in a really toxic relationship. For sure. I mean, so, you know, we've been watching that show. Love is Blind. Love is Blind. And I normally don't get sucked into reality TV. I personally don't like reality I'm TV. I'm so glad that you are, though, because we needed a show so bad. I know. We could only watch Bob's Burgers every night. Yeah, for, for so, many so, hours. so many Yeah, so many times. And I got so sucked into this show, and I, I won't name any names because I don't want to give any of it away if someone's watching the show. But basically the whole premise is... You know, they they get to know someone with like a wall in between them where they can't see them. They can just hear their voice. And then later on, they meet them face to face and and, you know, start the actual like, okay, let's start going out to dinners and stuff and, and getting to know each other that way. And we are watching on this show right now. There's a certain person on that show that they talked about the things that they dealt with in their past and how certain people treated them in relationships and how they struggled with their identity and their and they had a lot of insecurities and we are seeing that person I'm not going to say who it is but we're seeing we're seeing that person literally sabotage their relationship mm-hmm. because they have so many of these insecurities and these hurts and these moments in life that they've not allowed They've not allowed God to actually heal. Right. And now they're they're projecting all mm-hmm. of that hurt onto someone else. And it's causing that that other person to like want to withdraw because yeah. it's like, okay, I can't even handle you right now. You're not thinking clearly. And and it's and you're not because you're thinking through the lens of the insecurity. You're thinking through the lens of your past hurt. Through the the lens of the thing that that happened seven years ago, you know, whatever it is, yeah, and and you're projecting that on someone else, yeah. And I think another thing is when you when you do not have God as the foundation of your heart, when you enter into a relationship and you begin to try to search for what that relationship is missing, you search for all the wrong things. So, like you were saying, you can search for affirmation that only God can fill. But then you can also search for things like sex. Um, And then when that's unfulfilling, you can search for things like pornography within your relationship. And then when that's unfulfilling, you can also search for another relationship while you're still in that relationship. But the cycle of trying to find and search for what is missing never, ever ends when Jesus is not the foundation of your heart, you're always going to end up empty. You're always going to end up in a cycle and you will never be able to have a healthy relationship. Yeah, for sure. And could we just do this? I would love to do this for all the single people out there who are listening. And this, and this is going to be good for anyone else too. The, if you're dating, engaged or married, you, I think you need to identify this right here. I would love to just tell everyone the purpose behind being single. Again, we talked about that there's there's a purpose behind each one of these seasons. And I think so many people miss the purpose behind being single. And it actually can screw up these other seasons if you miss the purpose. Yes, because I believe that every season in life prepares you for the next if you allow it to. Yes, I yeah, I, I completely agree. And so for everybody listening... Let me just go ahead and tell you this, the, the purpose behind being single is devotion to God. I believe that God has set up that season of your life 
for devotion to him. Now, here's the thing. So many people think that singleness is just an extended adolescence or it's where I pursue a career. You know, I have ambition for the future. Um, or maybe they think this is, this is the prep for marriage, uh, season for their life. And personally, I don't think that singleness is just the prep for marriage. Mm -hmm. I think it's good to do that in being single, but I think the core purpose behind being single is being devoted to God. If you actually look at Paul in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7, he, he literally starts to talk about this, and he says, I wish that all of you were as I am. But, and then he goes on to say, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. And so he's he literally saying here, like, I, I wish some of you were like me, because he had extra time, and, and he could dedicate more of his efforts to being devoted to God. But, you know, and he has a whole chapter where he talks about, you know, the, is it good to marry or is it good to be single? And and there's pros and cons to both. And then if you look at Colossians 1.16, it says that we were made through him and for him. And so I think freedom and time are such a big resource when you're single but so many of us can get distracted with with our singleness and we actually just fill it with a bunch of other things and we don't actually pursue God in our singleness and be devoted to him and personally i think that if you if you skip that season it can really throw off some of the other seasons yeah and it's it's so difficult to not be distracted by the next chapter you know, and this is so important, but I, I understand why people do this. It's like they get so consumed by what's next that they completely miss what God has for them in the season that they are in. One of the biggest struggles when it comes to being single is loneliness and dealing with loneliness and trying to figure out how to navigate that. And I've told you before, I remember when I was living in Texas and I was at a friend's wedding and I had to drive separate. It was out of town. But I um, I left, I walked outside because I had to be at work early the next day and everyone was still inside like dancing. I walked outside from this like loud environment where everyone's having a great time to it was just like pitch blackout. It was so quiet. And I remember like this moment, it really did mark me because I felt like the loneliest I've ever felt in my whole life. And I had great friends that I had just spent time with and, you know, got to hang out with. But loneliness is definitely something that you deal with when you are, when you're single. And, and I do think to some extent that loneliness is kind of a side effect to the season that you are going to experience from time to time. I think if you are constantly feeling lonely, you're constantly feeling unfulfilled, um, because those are two different things, really, then maybe you are not filling your soul mm -hmm. with what needs to be there yeah. in a relationship with Jesus. But when you are single, there are going to be times that you just feel so 
lonely. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what that is what can cause people to try to jump ahead to the next chapter. It becomes so overbearing that it's like, okay, well, maybe I just need to start talking to this person or talking to that person or dating this next person to try mm-hmm. to fill that need for loneliness. And so, like you were talking about desperation <laughs> leading to exploitation, yeah. I think that that can become that can become and put you in a situation where you are filling your soul with the wrong thing. Yeah. And you have to figure out how to navigate that that feeling of of loneliness during that season of singleness. Yeah, I think that if you are you're dealing with like that crazy loneliness, if you're frustrated or even bitter in your singleness, it's probably because you're missing the point of why you're actually single. You're missing the point that singleness is meant for devotion to God. Now, can I just say, I want, I want to give everybody listening two things on how you can pursue God, how you can actually start to have that devotion. Like, what does that actually look like? So two quick things. The first one is being attentive to his word. And it's just spending time in God's word. I think, you know, we've we've heard so many times in youth ministry, like, I just don't hear God that that much. I just I, I don't know. I just don't know what God is saying about this situation in my life. And and, and you know, I, I'm in worship, but I don't hear God. And I'm always like, I'm so blown away by that because I'm like, it's so easy to hear God. Um, he has 66 books put together that is a love letter to us. And it's called his word. It's called his word for a reason. You know, right. it's his word. And so I think that the, the, the first way that you actually start to, to, to be devoted to God is being attentive to his word, spending time in your Bible, get on a Bible reading plan. Um, you know, I'm doing the, the Bible in a year and this is my first year to do it chronic chronologically. Is that the right way to see it chronologically? (laughs) So I'm just, I'm going through it, it, like through the timeline of, of where, where the books land. And, and, um, and it's, I do, I do this, you know, type of a one year plan. I've, I've done it for the past, gosh, uh, you know, I think four plus years now. And it's, it's just, it's something like that. It's just being attentive to his word. Okay. The second thing is being attentive to his work. What is God doing? What is he wanting to do through Mm -hmm. you right now in this season? Um, If you're single out there and you're listening, uh, I I believe that God wants you um, to to maybe be serving in your local church. Um, Definitely be on the lookout for people that cross your path that you can share your faith with, or or maybe that terrifies you. And at the very least, I think the, the very least, you could just invite them to church. But I mean, how many of us, when we're single, we just sleep till noon, you know, we roll in on the third song of worship during church and we're not really, (laughs) we might be attentive to his word, but we're not attentive to his work and we're not trying Mm -hmm. to jump in and get involved. And how can I actually serve so that 
more people can come to know Jesus. Because I, I honestly believe that when when we have people, you know, we at our church we have like a parking lot team. I think some of those people are mostly some of the most important servants mm-hmm. because they're the first face that people see when they pull into our, our our building. You know, they're the first smile that they encounter, and it might be just that smile and that that just amazing spirit this starts to break down a wall in their heart. Maybe they're coming from church hurt or pain or, or, or they've never known Jesus. And that smile makes a difference because I think it, it tears down, a, it starts to tear down a wall in their heart. And now God has an opportunity to speak. And so, but again, how many of us, we might be attentive to his word, but we're not attentive to his work. I think we have to do both of those. Right. And God takes you through different seasons where you have to learn how to trust him because I think one of the most difficult things about being single now which by the way I think it is bless you thank you I think it's more difficult to be single now in 2022 than it ever has been because our world is constantly progressing towards more social media relationships and less in-person connection Mm -hmm. and I mean you can't go a day without seeing someone post on social media about their relationship or see some video that just makes you feel terrible, whether or not those people are genuinely happy in their relationship or not. It paints this picture that they have something that you don't. And one of the most difficult things about being single besides loneliness is the unknown. Wondering when you're going to find someone, who that someone is going to be there so many unknowns when you're single. I think especially even when you get older, as you get older in singleness. Yeah. And I think we're, I mean, we're seeing right now, uh, statistically that people are getting married later and later in life. And I think social media and just our phones have a lot to do with that. I think we're going away from being very relational uh, in person right. to now trying to be relational through the digital age that we live in. And I think that's causing more and more people to you know, push off the, the age in which they get married. And, and I think that there is some unknown fact, like there's kind of a, a, a fear around the unknown. And, and well, if I step out and if I be courageous and if I ask them if I ask them out, am I going to just get embarrassed? Am I going to look stupid? And, mm-hmm. and, and therefore, the, you know, I think it's causing the age of people getting married to just get pushed back further and further and further. I would probably say to people out there who are single and who are wanting to find somebody, um, I would probably like challenge them to reach out, like start a conversation with someone don't let the comf- comfortability of your phone be something that holds you back. I mean, let's be honest. Most people nowadays, we you know, we we get into a slightly awkward situation. We go somewhere where we don't know a lot of people. What do we do? We immediately pull out our phone and and seem busy on it because it's it's less awkward than standing there and not knowing anyone. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think at some point we've got to start to move away from that and start to just be bold and and go i think we're going to have to see the the tide shift again 
and us become more relational people. Um, otherwise, I think it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And so I think for the single people out there, man, be bold, start a conversation. Don't let your phone be the thing that you latch to when you're nervous or scared. You know, what you and I are teaching in schools, and I don't know about you, but I've just seen on most of my high schools, as soon as I'm done and it's like, oh, we got two minutes till the bell rings, every single student pulls out their phone and the classroom will be dead silent. Mm -hmm. Like no one says a word. Everybody is just locked in on their phone. It makes you wonder if they heard anything that you said or if they were just trying to get to their phone the whole class. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's crazy to me. Because, you know, I I mean, I'm not that old. I mean, I'm starting to get old, but I'm not that old. And and I'm thinking back to when I was in high school, if there was two minutes of just like, you know, hey, just talk amongst yourselves, they would have had to have quieted us down. Yeah. Because we would have just like immediately broke into conversation and started talking. And now it's, it's gone so the opposite way because of our phones. And so, again, I think it's very important for our single people to not allow that to be their life raft when it comes to relationships. They need to get out, tread some water, go where nobody else has gone before. Right. Great book, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. Yes. Who's the author of that? I can never remember authors. Okay, just there's one book titled that, <laughs> so just look that up. Yeah, it's a good book. 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You is really good. And if you do begin talking to someone or dating someone and you realize that things are not quite working out or that the relationship is just not exactly what you thought it would be. I think there's become such a level of shame for some reason with it, especially within the church when two people break up. Um, Not that people put that on them, but I think that you can feel that. You know, like, oh, it didn't work out. I'm embarrassed because we went on dates and we took a selfie together and we posted it. But I have so much respect for people who realize during the time that they're dating that it's not working out Mm -hmm. rather than letting it play out all the way to the altar and then being in a marriage where you are realizing it's not working out. It's so much better to just use wisdom and to cut something off and to not feel shame for it. Um, I have respect for people who do that, mm-hmm. who realize that that it's not working out or that they're not the people for each other. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to have to do a whole other podcast on dating because there's, there's too much to digest. We are 27 minutes in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, today was, today was for the singles. Let's just... Yeah. Say it. Well, it's for everybody because again, I think if you're if you're in a marriage and you skipped over the purpose of singleness, you need to go back. Not that you need to like go back to being single, but you need yeah, <laughs> leave your leave spouse. your spouse and then be devoted to God. No, I I think what you need to do is you need to start that devotion mm-hmm. to God right now in your marriage. Yeah. And I think it, it'll honestly help. And, and maybe you're, and maybe it's dating, maybe it's engaged, maybe it's married. Wherever it is, if you skipped over the season of singleness, I think you need to, right now where you're at, begin the devotion to God. And yeah. it's attentive to His Word and attentive to His work. Yeah. And I just want to throw this in there, just this last thing, the importance of community. 
at all times in your life. But definitely when you are single, that helps so much. There's accountability and community. There is joy in community. There's fun. There is deep relational connection within community. And um, I was single for a very long time. I'll just say that before I met um, and started dating Brent. But the relationships that I built leading up to my relationship with him are some of the greatest relationships that I still have till this day. And those people helped shape and mold me into who I am today. And um, it's just, it's so important to have yeah. community and, and solid friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to be mentored. These are all things that are important all throughout your life. However, especially during that, that time of, of singleness, of devotion to God, um, community and accountability is, it makes all the difference. Well, I'll have to have you back for another episode on dating. Yeah. Then. I would love that. So um, stay tuned for when Brent comes back. We'll talk about um, dating and then maybe. You're honestly giving away all of my great sermon content. <laughs> Through what? <laughs> Through this. This is some This is some good stuff I like preaching on. Oh, okay. Well, nobody listen to this. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and undo what you just heard. Um, but And then maybe within that dating episode, we can also talk a little bit about um, being engaged. Yeah. So, well, I hope you learned something today. I hope it was helpful for you and stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for listening today. And if you'd like to be notified when a new episode is released, you can subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at Celeste underscore Ely.